forget about yourself and concentrate on him. to you for a few minutes from the subject, take the name of Jesus with you. In 1870, a woman by the name of Lydia Baxter wrote the words to a song that I learned growing up in this church. We would sing it each Sunday school morning at the end of general assembly. We would sing, take the name of Jesus with you child of sorrow and of woe. It will joy and comfort give you. Take it then where'er you go. In 2009, Will Reagan wrote and recorded a song that has blessed hundreds of millions around the world. There is power in the name of Jesus to break every chain. My point is this, for generation after generation, we have been fortified, inspired, motivated by the truth that there is power in the name of Jesus. In this text, we see a sterling example of that power on display. The church needs to know that there's power in the name of Jesus to break chains. Sadly, we in the faith community are losing ground to people in other walks of life because they don't see enough faith evidenced by those of us who represent Christ and his church. You know, it's nice to talk about faith. 
It's beneficial to study about faith. It's inspiring to sing about faith. But the conditions of our times suggest that one of the greatest needs among our people today is to see our faith in action. And our faith must be in the power of his Name. Paul said of Jesus, he was given a name that is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Christ is Lord of all. The issues that confront the people of God today call for us to exhibit faith in the name of Jesus. Responding with boldness and resilience to the brutality brought against George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and Ahmaud Arbery call for us to exhibit faith in the name of Jesus. Responding to the disproportionate poverty and poor health and poor nutrition and poor access to health care among the masses of black and brown people in the wealthiest nation in the history of the world calls for us to exhibit faith in the name of Jesus. So we come today in the name of of Jesus, saying that to reach our people, to influence our people, to save our people, they need to see more of our faith in his name. They need to witness us standing in his name. They need to hear us speak in his name. They need to see us take the name of Jesus with us. They need to see that there is power in the name of Jesus. In this text today, we are witnesses to something that happened in the very early stages of the life of the church. It was shortly after the incredible spiritual experience that took place on the day of Pentecost, which we celebrated last week. As the Holy Spirit had been given to the believers, they were doing great work in the name of Jesus. In fact, the numbers of those who were joining the church was growing daily. In the midst of this move of the Holy Spirit, Luke shares with us how the name of Jesus was employed to change a seemingly hopeless situation. There was a lame man who was carried daily and laid by the eastern gate of the temple, known as the beautiful gate. Unlike the other gates, which were made of wood covered in gold, this gate was made of pure copper and was richly decorated. It served as the main entrance into Solomon's porch. Thousands of people would pass each day at the regular times of prayer. And this lame man was brought to the gate each day so that he could beg for money from the people who came by. If you picture it in your mind, it's, it's a stark contrast that Luke presents. In the shadow of a masterful piece of human handiwork, a gate so stunning that it was called beautiful, there's a pitiful scene of human suffering. 
And I would imagine that the good people of Jerusalem had become so accustomed to seeing this man and others like him laid out by the gate that they took little notice of him. Like many of us, they probably were able to pass right by and pay no real attention to him. They were desensitized to this man's condition. My brothers and sisters, it's a terrible thing when we can pass right by people in need and not give them a second thought and proceed into beautiful gates. In this community, Shiloh is a beautiful gate, but let me remind you there's some pitiful scenes right outside this beautiful gate. There's crime and violence outside this beautiful gate. There's poverty and pestilence outside this beautiful gate. There's frustration and fear outside this beautiful gate. Even more than that, there's some pitiful scenes that pass through our beautiful gate on a regular basis. Sorrow and sadness, trial and tribulation, despair and disappointment. And we who are Christ's disciples have a responsibility to sit up and take notice of the pain and heartache that penetrates these beautiful gates. We have a charge to keep. We have a God to glorify. We must seek to serve the present age. But as I say that, I know that we can't fix it in our own strength. We can't do it in our own authority, but we can do it if we learn how to take the name of Jesus with us. For there is power in the name of Jesus. Peter and John were on their way to the temple to pray. It was three o'clock in the afternoon. And according to Jewish custom, it was prayer time. Church, do you have a prayer time? And if you don't, you ought to have one. I don't know about you, but some of the most precious times in my life every day are prayer time. And I don't have to be on my knees. I don't have to be in this sanctuary. Sometimes I'm in my bed late at night. Sometimes I'm driving my car and I realize it's prayer time and I can testify some wonderful things happen at prayer time. Peter and John were on their way up to the temple to pray. And, and as they went, they had to pass by this man who was crippled. People had placed him at the temple daily so he could beg for a handout. Folk who came by gave him enough to get the necessities of life. But as Peter and John approached him, the Holy Spirit dealt with them in a special way. They were inspired to take their faith to another level. The Holy Spirit reveals to them, it's time for you to let your faith carry you to a higher level to do something greater than you've ever done before. You've got an opportunity now to let others see the power of God in a very special way, in a way they've never seen it before. Everybody else is giving this man some money. Everybody else who comes along is just following with the crowd. But God has given you something that the crowd doesn't have. 
God has given you a faith and God has given you a spiritual power and God is now giving you an opportunity to put that faith and that power to work in a way that this city will never be the same again. When you know that the spirit is in you, when you know that the spirit is with you, then the spirit gives you a boldness and a courage that you didn't have before. Peter and John and the Holy Spirit walked up to this man. And what happened next didn't happen in Peter's name. Didn't happen in John's name. It didn't happen in the name of the newly formed church of Jerusalem, but it happened because Peter invoked the name of Jesus. Luke says that the crippled man asked Peter and John for a handout, but Peter said, I don't have a nickel to my name, but what I do have, I'm willing to share with you. Peter wasn't apologizing for being different. He wasn't get, just getting this man ready to receive a blessing greater than he had ever received. He was helping this man see that there's power beyond economic power. And my brothers and sisters, when you know Jesus, you know that there's power beyond the things of this world. We have to let folk know that in Jesus we'll be blessed like we've never been blessed before. Peter told this man, I can't meet your economic need, but I've got something better for you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Oh, as I hurry on today, there are two important things that I want you to notice here. First, before Peter told the man what to do, he shared with him by what authority he was telling him to do it. Peter knew this man didn't think he could walk. In all the time that he'd been sitting where he was, no doubt he'd, been, he'd given up a long time ago on any idea that he would ever walk. And my friends... We're going to encounter people in our lives who have been down for so long that they've given up. They've been down so long that they don't believe that they'll ever get up again. They've made up their minds that the things that they're going through now are the way things will always be. But it's up to the church to tell people no, long, no matter how long you've been down in the name of Jesus, you can get back up again. In the name of Jesus, you can receive another chance. Peter did not just say walk, but he said in the name of Jesus, walk. The other thing I want you to see is that Peter didn't just tell the man to get up, but Peter helped the man get up. Peter says to the man, walk in the name of Jesus. But then Peter took him by the hand and helped him up. Church, all of us need to realize that when folk have been down a long time, 
When they've been suffering for a long time, they've given up hope. They've decided that there's no use. So we've got to do more than tell them what Jesus says, but we also need to help them get back up. We need to help them stand on their feet. We need to show them that we care, and we care because Jesus cares. Right now, our children need to see us helping them. Our children need to see us loving them. Our children need to see us standing with them. Our children need to see us supporting them. It's not enough for us to tell them to get up. We have to help them to get up. And we have to start moving. Peter invoked the name of Jesus. And then Peter took him by the hand and helped him to his feet. And the scripture says something wonderful began to happen. A change took place. Strength came into this man's limbs. It, it started in his feet, but then it moved up to his ankles. And when he got up, he, he felt it in his legs and, and strength rose all the way up in his body and he leaped up. At first he just stood, but then the text says he began to walk. And after he began to walk, he began to run. And after he began to run, he began to jump up and down leaping, praising God for the blessing. That's what I want to leave you with today, church. It's not enough to be healed. It's not enough to be delivered. But when you know where your blessing has come from, you ought to give God the glory. When you know where you were before the Lord and when you know how he picked you up and turned you around, you ought to give God the glory. You ought to be able to say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for being so good to me. You picked me up. You turned me around. You planted my feet on a solid foundation. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for blessing me. There's power in the name of Jesus. There's hope in the name of Jesus. There's deliverance in the name of Jesus to break every chain. I dare you, wherever you are, whatever it is you're going through, I dare you, put it in God's hands and watch God break the chains. Watch God do for you what no other power can do. Watch God make a change in your life. There's power if you take the name of Jesus with you everywhere that you go. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the power that is in the name of Jesus. We thank you for the deliverance that is in the name of Jesus. We thank you for the transformation that is in the name of Jesus. And we stand, dear God, to invoke his name in each and every situation. We invoke his name into COVID-19. We invoke his name into protests against discriminatory and bigoted 
activity by law enforcement. We invoke his name into sicknesses and illnesses of every sort. We invoke his name into periods of suffering and sadness due to the loss of loved ones. We invoke his name into times of economic fear and hardship. We invoke his name into concerns and questions that we have about the future. We invoke his name as we prepare here for the storm to pass over. We stand in the name of Jesus for we know that there is power in that name. We know that that power includes the power to deliver. Jesus is our savior as well as our Lord. And so we come now, dear God, to ask that if there's some man, woman, boy, or girl who is sharing with us in this worship experience who has not yet submitted to the name of Jesus, that something that has been said or done in this worship would so touch their hearts that they would surrender their lives to you. We ask it humbly in the name of your son, Jesus, and for his sake we pray. Amen. Say, I'm trading. I'm trading my sorrow. And I'm trading my shame. I'm trading my shame. I'm laying them down. I'm laying them down. For the joy. For the joy of the Lord. And I'm trading my sickness. I'm trading my sickness. I'm trading my pain. Sing it one more time. I'm trading my sorrow. I'm trading my sorrow. I'm trading my shame. Trading my shame. I'm trading my shame. I'm trading my shame. I'm 